Well, let's turn to God's Word together this morning. And the verse I want to take as a text, although I'm not going to be preaching so much around the context of that verse, is Hebrews 13 and verse 5. And the last clause of that verse, He himself, that is God himself, has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. You might like to just have, before I begin, your fingers in Nehemiah chapter 9. I want to make reference to that passage at quite some length uh, shortly. So just have your fingers in Nehemiah chapter 9. Now, I've been considering personally recently the wonderful book of Deuteronomy and considering God's faithfulness to his people through as it's recorded in that wonderful book. In the book of Deuteronomy, Moses is doing two things at God's command. The people of Israel are standing on the verge of Canaan. They have spent those many years in the wilderness and are shortly to cross the river Jordan into the promised land. And in that book, God is speaking through Moses and he has told Moses to tell them and to remind them who God is and what God has done during those years since they left Egypt some 40 years earlier. And when the book ends, as it closes, Moses will formally hand over the leadership of that nation to Joshua and he will go to be with the Lord and I want us to think about how God took care of his people his wonderful preservation and care over them and the wonder of their security particularly perhaps initially during those years As the children of Israel are standing on the edge of the promised land, they're facing an unknown future. They're not sure what it's going to hold for them. And the reason Moses is reminding them of who God is and what God has done is to build build them up so that they can move forward move forward into an unknown future. And as I think about it, that is where so many of us today are, isn't it? We can look back, but we can't look very far ahead. We can look back, we can look around us, and we shudder, we tremble as we look forward. The future's unknown. There may be things we anticipate, but it's unknown. 
And that's just where God's people were. And basically, what Moses is doing is he's telling them to look back and see how the Lord has been with you. Now that we can all do that, and we all need to do that more and more, the Lord your God has been with you, Moses tells them. And then he looks around and he says to the people, now look around you. You've looked back. Look around you. Look at your present situation. Facing an uncertain future. And as you look around you, Moses would be saying, let me remind you, the Lord your God has been with you and the Lord your God is with you. That hasn't changed. And now as you look forward into the uncertain future, Moses will say to them, he has been with you, he is with you, and he will be with you. I won't be there. Joshua will be your leader. But as he has been, he forever will be. He has been with you, he is with you, and he will be with you. And those are the three heads, really, of my sermon this morning. Looking back, looking around, and looking ahead. So let's look back. The Lord our God has been with us. In Deuteronomy chapter 2 and verse 7, we read, The Lord your God has blessed you in all the work of your hand. He knows you're trudging through this great wilderness. These 40 years, the Lord your God has been with you. You have lacked nothing. Now that's true, isn't it? We can all identify with that. How did that story begin? It began with Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, the founding fathers of the nation. If I can put it like that. God had met with each of those three great men and covenanted to be with them and with all their future generations. He had even told Abraham that there would come a period when his succession would go down into Egypt. He told, said to Abram, before he was Abraham, he said it to Abram, know certainly that your descendants will be strangers in a land that is not theirs and will serve them. They will afflict them 400 years. And from Moses' standpoint at Deuteronomy, those 400 years were now over. And God had watched over them during that period in Egypt and during that period of travel. What had God said? I have seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt. I've heard their cry because of their taskmasters. 
I know their sorrows. I was look, watching over them. I was with them during that period. As Moses is speaking, he's reminding them the Lord was with them even in Egypt. That continued with their deliverance out of Egypt. Their redemption, if you like. Key to their deliverance out of that Egyptian bondage was the offering of the Passover lamb. At God's command, God was with them. God told them, now you must go through that process of daubing blood on the doorpost and the lintel of your homes. You must shed the blood of that lamb. You must eat of its flesh. And you must go at my command. And so they did. That remarkable night is detailed for us in Exodus chapter 12. And so it came to pass. And it's so helpful, isn't it, to see how this picks up to Abraham. They will be afflicted for 400 years. And then we read, I have seen the oppression of my people. I know them. At the end of that 430 years, the same day it came to pass that the armies of the Lord went out from their bondage. God was with them. They could look back over their history and trace it. But how about the 40 years, those eventful years in the wilderness? Well, now Moses will be saying to them, these 40 years the Lord your God has been with you. You have lacked nothing. And that presence was demonstrated in various ways. And that's why I want to just take you back into Nehemiah chapter 9. Just see in that passage that I read how the Lord was with them. It was demonstrated, I say, in various ways. Primarily, perhaps, God's presence was there as the Shekinah glory, the fire of cloud and fire, the cloud, the pillar of fire and cloud was always there, constantly there. He did not take away the pillar of cloud by day nor the pillar of fire by night. So day and night, for all those years, God was manifestly present among his people. And in, in that chapter, Nehemiah refers to the evidence of God's presence. He was with them to deliver them. God saw their affliction in Egypt and delivered them at the Red Sea. That's all there in verse 9 to 11. You saw the affliction of our fathers. You showed signs and wonders. You knew what was happening. You divided the sea so that they went through the midst of the sea on the dry land. You destroyed their persecutors. God was with them in that incident. God delivered them at the Red Sea. He guided them in verse 12. 
You led them. You were there leading them. By day with a cloudy pillar, by night with a pillar of fire, to give them light on the road which they should travel. He guided them. He was there to deliver. He was there to guide. In verses 13 and 14, he spoke with them. He came down on Mount Sinai and they heard the thunder and they heard the voices and they saw the the Sinai enveloped in that uh, tremendous scene of fire and smoke and earthquake. And what was God speaking to them? He gave them his statutes. You gave them ordinances, true laws, good statutes, good commandments. You gave them your holy Sabbath. God was with them, speaking to them during the course of that journey. And isn't he doing that for us? Hasn't he done that for us? How many have proved and heard the voice of God speaking through his word to them? Here is our guide. Here's the lamp for our feet and the light to our path. But more than that, he had fed them during the wilderness journey, hadn't he? Verse 15 of Nehemiah 9. You gave them bread. You brought them water out of the rock. You told them to keep going. You strengthened them to keep going to that land which you had promised to give them. He had been gracious and merciful to them. In verse 17. Oh, they had dealt proudly. They hardened their necks. The the worship of the golden calf immediately comes to mind, but there were other similar incidents. They refused to obey. They were not mindful of your wonders. They forgot all that God had done. They wanted to go back into their bondage. But you are God, in verse 17, ready to pardon, gracious and merciful, slow to anger, abundant in kindness. You did not forsake them. When they forsook him, he did not forsake them. And how about you and I as we look back in our lives? And finally, as I think, as I just remind you of what God has done, he had clothed them. In verse 21, You gave your good spirit to instruct them. You did not withhold your manna from their mouth. You gave them water for their thirst. Forty years you sustained them in the wilderness. They lacked nothing. Their clothes did not wear out. Their feet did not swell. All they had needed, God had provided. We sung that this morning. And we sang it from our hearts, didn't we? All I have needed, he has provided. Great is his faithfulness to me and to you as I look back, as you look back. Isn't it good just to look back in a similar way as God was directing his people to do there in Deuteronomy? To look back 
and see how the Lord has been with you. Whatever your situation this morning, let me encourage you, when you get home, look back over the years of your life and you will be able to trace how God has been with you to deliver, to guide, to keep, to provide for you. Yes, his presence has been there to guide us and do all and to bring us towards a bright hope for the future. But then Moses goes on because in Deuteronomy 20 and verses 1 to 4, let me just read those verses to you. When you go out to battle against your enemies, aha, we're doing that, aren't we? That's the present. That's the present situation. They're about to go and do battle. Enemies, you'll see horses and chariots, people more numerous than you. Now don't be afraid of them. Don't be afraid. No. For the Lord your God is with you. He's reminded them he had been. Now he's saying he is with you. The same God who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. The same God who has been with you is with you still. So it shall be when you're on the verge of battle that the priest shall approach and speak to the people and he shall say to them, Hear, O Israel, today you are on the verge of battle with your enemies. Perhaps I'm speaking to someone here. You're on the verge of a time of battle. Don't know what it is, but you know. This is what God says to you. Do not let your heart faint. Do not be afraid. Do not tremble or be terrified because of them. For the Lord your God is he who goes with you. He's come thus far with you. He is going on with you to fight for you against your enemies to save you. Oh, here they are on the threshold of changes in their life. But you know, through all the changing scenes of life, in trouble and in joy, the praises of my God shall still my heart and tongue employ. You see, the angel of the Lord, says the psalm, encamps all around those who fear him and delivers them. God's people were facing the challenges of a life of conquest. And like them, we face opposition, even as Jesus declared. In the world, you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Paul is clear that we face a, a life of warfare as Christians. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, the rulers of the darkness of this age and spiritual hosts of wickedness, and so on. Just like the Israelites. But we are assured, just as they were, of God's presence doing what? 
leading to certain victory. Do not be afraid of them. The Lord your God is with you. Do not let your heart faint. Do not be afraid. Do not tremble. Do not be terrified. The Lord your God is going with you. And what does our king say to us? What did our glorious King Jesus assure us of? I am with you always. I always was with you. I am with you today. And I will be with you in the future, even to the end of the age. He is with us, even when we are unaware of it. It's the nature, it's the character of God himself to be present everywhere. He is omnipresent. Jesus, Emmanuel, that's his name. God with us. Oh, Christian friend, God has been with you and God is with you. He cannot deny himself. And if Jesus has said, I am with you always, he means it. That's why the writer to the Hebrews picks it up. I will never leave you, nor forsake you. Remember, you're standing on the threshold of something, and you're trembling, you're concerned, and right. There's nothing wrong with that. But lift up your eyes. Who comes skipping upon the hills? It's your king. He is there. He makes the earth to tremble and puts strength into his people. It's as we walk with the Lord in the light of his word. That's why we're here this morning. We're here around his word because we want the light to shine on our pathway. And the light is shining this morning as the Lord says, I am with you. I have been, and as I have been, so I will be. When we walk with the Lord in the light of his word, what does he shed on our way? A glory. Nothing very glorious about this world, is there? But there's a glory shining on your way, Christian, because your Lord is there. You look up and you'll see the glory by faith. And one day you'll see it for real. Yes, though we cannot see him, our Lord assures us he sees us and is with us. There was Hagar back in the wilderness. I remember as a boy, I used to be terrified of that verse. Thou God seest me. And it was used like that sometimes when I was a kid. But that wasn't the intention. Hagar was in distress. God, you can see me. That was an encouragement for Hagar, not a threat. My friend, the fact that our God sees us 
is such an encouragement. And he doesn't only see us, he knows us, he talks to us, we've got his word. He is with us. Ours is to believe it. Trust and obey. There's no other way. Oh, you might be saying to me then, well, that's all very well. But what about tomorrow? Tomorrow. You can't see the dark cloud that's scudding across my sky. What about tomorrow? Well, what does Moses say to the children of Israel? Listen to him. While the Lord our God has been with us, and the Lord our God is with us, he says to them, the same Lord our God will be with us. He says that <coughs> in Deuteronomy 31. Deuteronomy 31, verses 6 to 8. Be strong and of good courage. He's pointing them forward now. They're on the verge of conquest. Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, he is the one who goes with you. Going, moving forwards. You go forwards. He's going forwards with you. Be of good courage. He will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Do not fear nor be dismayed. You've got to go forward. But you go forward and the Lord will be with you. And in that same chapter, puts it even more succinctly in verse 23, as he now inaugurates Joshua. Be strong and of good courage, for you, Joshua, will bring the children of Israel into the land of which I swore to them, and I will be with you. I will be with the people. Don't be afraid, Moses. I will be with Joshua, as I was with you. Don't be afraid, Joshua, because I will be with you as I was with Moses. Whichever way you turn, God is saying, I was with you, I am with you, I will be with you. Oh, what precious words. And they were picked up there in Hebrews, you see. He himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And that's a most wonderful phrase. He himself. That could be read like this, quite legitimately. I am has said. He himself. You've got a, a double phrase there. He, you don't need the himself. Himself, you don't need the he. There's an emphasis there. I am has said, I will never leave you, nor forsake you. The unchangeable, immutable God. I am. The eternal I am has said, 
I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. And Matthew Henry makes another observation on that same verse. He says, there are no fewer than five negatives heaped together in that verse in Hebrews to confirm the promise. It reads like this. I will never, no, that's another negative, never, repeated, leave you, nor, there's another negative, nor ever forsake you. Oh, it's full of grace, full of grace. It's the hymn writer who picks it up in the hymn we're going to close our service with this morning. He actually puts in the nevers. I'll never, no, never, no, never. That's what it's saying. I am, will never leave you. No change with God. No change in his relationship with us. No change concerning his presence with us. And if, this, if you are one who is leaning for repose on Jesus, he says, I will not, I will not desert to his foes. That sir, soul, though all hell should endeavour to shake, I'll never, no never, no never forsake. Your, his presence is guaranteed. Guaranteed under oath. I will not, I cannot leave you. Oh friend, our covenant God has pledged to be with us throughout our lives. With such assurances, Joshua and the people of Israel could go forward, couldn't they? With such assurance, we can confidently do as we've just sung, a sovereign protector I have, unseen and forever at hand. This is what has kept the saints secure through all their lives. We can be confident that as thou hast been, thou forever wilt be. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Are you asking me this morning, how can I have that confidence? Realise that we walk by faith and not by sight. Look back at what the Lord has already done for you. But don't hanker after it. Don't look back wanting to go back to those good old days. There's better days ahead. The better day is coming. We don't want to go back. We want to go forwards. Forwards into battle. See his armies go. Look back at what the Lord has done for you. And then look up. That's the present, isn't it? Look up. And see what he is doing for you. He is making intercession for you. Look up and see Jesus 
who endured the cross, despised the shame. But where is he now? He sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And when you are looking unto Jesus, then you will be able to look forward with confidence. Look back, now look up, then you can look forward. Because if God is for us, who can be against us? Heed Joshua. Now about to take over from Moses. Forty years earlier, with one other man, Caleb. Forty years earlier, what had they said? The people wanted to turn around and go back to Egypt. Some of those spies had come back and brought a most gloomy report. Don't want, don't want to go any, don't want to go any further. But what did Joshua say with Caleb? Do not rebel against the Lord. Do not fear the people of the land. Their protection has departed from them. And this was the two faithful men's report. Their protection has departed from them and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. Let those who fear the Lord now say, the Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Friends, we are secure because God is with us. Let's pray. Oh Lord, our God, we thank you for your word this morning. We thank you, Lord, for those tremendous demonstrations of your presence with your people all those centuries ago. Centuries ago. And you have told us, I am the Lord. I do not change. That's why you're not consumed today. That's why, we're, why we, we are where we are this morning, Lord. Because you've been with us. And you are with us still and you've reminded us of that this morning. Lord, we trust you. You've promised to be with us. Help us, Lord, to put our hand in the hand of God, as it were, and go forward into the unknown, looking unto Jesus, the author, the finisher of our faith, who is now set down at the right hand of the majesty on high and has assured us that one day he will come for us to take us into that presence ourselves. You are present with us. One day we shall be present with you. We praise you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.